0: If you've been enjoying our live episodes, why not come see a live recording of Drunk Women Solving Crime? Our next shows of 2019 are at the Pleasance Theatre, London, Thursday, April 25th. Tickets available at Pleasants.co.uk.
2: Now
1: it's time for Drunk Women
2: Solving Crime.
3: I'm Katie Wilkins. I am your host for this episode. Taylor's getting some glass over from over here. I am joined, of course, by Hannah George. Yo! And Taylor. Oh, well, Glenn. No, that was far
1: too hip. That didn't work at all. Sorry. You could,
3: you could pull that off, Hannah. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, the mood is that you can't. So. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 <just laughs> threw you under the bus for a cheap laugh. <laughs> um, I didn't mean it. Okay, so, as you know, this is where Pina Colada meets public intoxication. This is where Hennessy meets human sacrifice.
2: <laughs>
3: this is where Bloody Mary meets actual Bloody Mary. <laughs> 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 it's a true crime podcast with a twist. All All lie! Lie! Yeah, baby! Oh. And now, without further ado, Will you please welcome our fantastic guest, actress, comedian, writer, Helen Lederer! (laughs) 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 Helen! (laughs) Thank you for joining us. So, can you tell us, Helen, have you ever been the victim of a crime?
4: Yes, I have. I think probably everyone has. (laughs) Has everyone? Hands up. Actually, has anyone not been a victim of a crime? Just yeah. a few people, um, and and that doesn't make them a victim of not being a victim. I mean, it, it's no, a universal. that's thing. a whole new matter. It's all egalitarian. Anyway, yeah. so my first thing There's that no happened, judgment. absolutely, let's not judge. <laughs> so, um, the the first thing is quite small. And is it better to start? Obviously, I'm in the company of great comedians. Is it better to start the small, innocuous thing and then go to the bigger one, or have I blown it already?
3: I no. Right I think, no it
4: my heart is a small one. Okay. <laughs> so, so what happened was, um, and I love the way Taylor does the pouring, it's very proprietal, and my glass is here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: um,
4: so... <laughs> what happened was this. Yes. I had watched a VHS. Now, I know everyone's very, very young, but some people might have heard of a VHS.
3: I totally have. Yeah?
4: So there was a VHS. was oh, VHS. In, yeah, a VHS in self-defence. Oh, okay. So I had just watched this VHS <laughs> in self-defence with a wonderful woman, sadly no longer with us. I belong to that generation now because I'm the only one surviving. Anyway, um, <laughs> and um, Lindsay DePaul. Do you remember how anyone... Anyway, she did a, randomly did the self-defense along with other qualities to her career. But there was a self-defense um, thing. So bizarrely, I had yeah. watched the self-defense, which says, what happens if you should, in the rare event of being attacked, please open that. It's killing me. Just <laughs> open it, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> open the bloody bottle.
2: Yay! Well done.
4: Anyway, so I was in a shop not far from liberties. Uh, that's anyway. and um, <laughs> And and I was holding I was stressed uh, and I was holding my purse out because I was thinking of a lot of things I was thinking telegraph what my action was to be hold the purse out in my hand because in a minute I would probably have to pay so it's best to have the purse out Uh just help anyway so suddenly because I was holding the purse like waving it thinking all these multiple thoughts and then a man came up and took it but in the VHS Lindsay DePaul had said when somebody does that say he's taking Purse! Like that. <laughs> so um, I kind of stopped being English and we're in this small shop and I just said very late, he's broke my purse!" Like that. Everyone, including the thief, wow. was so shocked. The purse was dropped. Amazing. and then I felt very embarrassed and everyone went about their business. But, but you foiled go, the crime. That didn't meet with great applause as I'd hoped, but... <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is about your program, it, thanks, one person. But I'm trying to understand that your conundrum, because crime, presumably, the assumption of crime is that somebody else has been disadvantaged, yes? Possibly. Right, so that isn't a total crime because the purse wasn't taken.
1: Okay. To be fair, also you in the shop just holding your purse like, yes. there, it's like I'd have stolen it. Like Hannah, you, I mean, I don't want to victim blame. Right. No, you,
4: you are the one that will always pick up. <laughs> you are so observant. And it was, it was a mad moment. Why would anyone wave their purse around? But it was just a mental journey I was going through. In a- <laughs> anyway so here's the real thing (laughs) yeah um this is a real thing so a few about uh, 15 years ago i had an agent okay i expect you all have agents it's a joyful world um (laughs) and anyway what happened was suddenly somebody else phoned me up from the agency and told me that that agent had stolen all my money and you know when you're not expecting something it's like when somebody just says oh by the way the world is flat did you know (laughs) or something you just go oh i didn't actually thanks um (laughs) so so this was the thing i was just like not prepared for this information and it was um a bit of a tricky time in my life da la la won't bore you all but mm. and (laughs) and um i thought 30 because also yeah actors in the olden days not you guys because you are autonomous like strong women and i love it and i'm from an older generation i didn't read my bank statements because i was just so shit anyway so (laughs) i had done a particular job a um oh god do you remember that there might be an old person in the room um (laughs) there was a program on antiques where you had to comment on them i can't remember what it was anyway what was it called no, even before that, somebody very helpfully said Antiques Roadshow in a nice British. The voice. antique,
0: antique roadshow? Yeah, it was a precursor
4: <laughs> to the one that that person kindly suggested. Anyway. And anyway, I had to travel up to Birmingham. I was a single parent. It wasn't easy. Anyway, pause for sadness.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, Birmingham, guys, Birmingham. Tough. Far. Tough place to
4: work. Anyway. Um, So you had to kind of hold up an antique and go, wow, spoons, and then just do that. (laughs) And it was one of the jobs you have to do. Anyway, um, so what happened was, oh, my God, this agent, the person stole the money. And then what happens when a person steals money is that then there's a thing called a liquidator, and all us actors, like gypsy actors, had to go into this. It was so embarrassing. We had to go to a hotel, face the thieving agent and she was there obviously trying to look oh humble because God. what else would you look if you'd just stolen <laughs> humble <laughs> is good um and then because we're all actors going oh this is crazy this is really crazy but i'm going no that's so." and the main people i was the bottom of the top story of my life ah. and um <laughs> so the top people were all in the news because they had oh. more money to have been stolen wow and by I the I same woman anyway so what happened was then in this is just bizarre liquidators accountant people in a hotel person who'd stolen money actors thinking this is fucking funny oh shit it's not fuck <laughs> I don't know what I look supposed to be and then do you remember something called police nine or police oh god what was his name you wouldn't know there's no way the people wouldn't here would know um, <laughs> Oh. Thailand. Thank you. I yeah. love this audience. Oh. I love this. Sean yeah. Taylor and a man who'd been in Pinocchio. Ne- no, no. Um, but I'm out. a very good guess um, for the view uh, for the listeners. I did a nose thing, which is not personal. Um, Gerard Depardieu. Some no. Someone in <laughs> neighbours. Um, oh, Ooh, now it's talking. Who was recent in the public eye for not Stefan Dennis. No, I didn't know that G- Harold person. Harold Bishop. No, a neighbours person. Just go with this Jim anyway. Rang- So it was the man that that man said and a neighbour's person and me were the only people that put our hands up and asked the person, quite a genuine... Like, why did you steal our money? Wow. And then... Because that was £30,000. Yeah, that's low. And people don't earn that now, do they? I don't... I'm looking at you, but... I mean... (laughs) It's not (laughs) personal. No. Generally, people don't earn... I love you. Uh, Generally, people don't earn that much money. And so it was a lot of money to go, (laughs) and it was just a charade anyway. And then did they steal it? So she just she just looked humble, (laughs) and um, we all just said. And so three people, at least I did that, and I just said the simple question. So why did you steal it? Which I thought was sensible. That's
3: a good
1: question. Um, did you do no, it with that much sass? Because um, I'm less.
4: loving that art. No, less. It's in, Hannah, <laughs> it's in the telling. Hannah, it's in the telling. Less. And uh, at the end of the day, Equity uh, got half of it back. Oh. And then I did a really embarrassing thing in OK Magazine that obviously people don't, probably in in the room read, Um, and I got some of it back again. And then other people said, oh, I think you've made a mistake there. I thought, no, I got the money back. (laughs) So that's my story. But I don't think there's a journey there other than people steal money.
1: Well, no,
3: see, but that's good because also one of the things we ask people on this you. podcast... I love you. Please
4: rationalise this.
3: Well, one of the things we ask people on this podcast is what would you say to the person now? And you actually got to say to the person, why did you fucking spend this you. money? Yeah. Well, I
4: just, I didn't say fucking because <laughs> it, uh, it was just a few years ago and I didn't know how to do that. But
3: <laughs>
4: I I just think now, actually, weirdly, in hindsight, I don't really have any animosity or... Cause I'm old now. You just go, oh fuck it, just do it, <laughs> just do it, just get on, just crack on. There must I have I might become a- an Asian. <laughs> just this crack sounds on. amazing. So I don't have that You're anger. Not angry with them now. I don't have the I anger mean- for that anymore. And there must have been a reason. And you just go, oh well. So we just kind of regroup and. On she goes, I think she was banned for 10 years. Was, wait,
3: so did she go to prison?
4: No, there was a question of that. And I wouldn't have wanted, would you have wanted? She had a child, oh my God. And then I'd feel responsible. I'd go, oh my God, <laughs> I have to visit her. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the money didn't matter. Please, can I do anything for you when it come out? You know, the whole thing. So um, you don't, so funny. It, life is hard. So yeah. you, you don't want punishment, especially when, the, oh, it's so a nightmare. You have
3: empathy for this thief. I have
4: empathy now because you go at the end of the day, she probably didn't want to steal the money. Um, But it was a shock at the time. Do
3: you know why she did? Well, probably
4: because she didn't have any. It's just one of those things. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's a guess. I
0: don't know. It's a good motive. It's a good motive. But, <laughs> um, so she was banned for ten years. So but that's she, what she, they she do.
1: Again now. She's Can you imagine back.
0: being the next clients that sign yep. <laughs> with this person? Oh. Like, I don't know if you've heard of me. <laughs> I work really hard for my clients. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, on your
4: CV. <laughs> well, it's an interesting <laughs> thing about sort of forgiveness and moving forward oh. and repatriation not and um then just thinking well people do things when they do things but okay. that it was a long time ago and gosh i flourished since
3: <laughs> <laughs> well that is a very zen response to crime nice. and it got solved cheers cheers who's ellen cheers it's Helen. Cheers. cheers right this story involves blackmail uh oh, yes ooh indeed um, a woman going by the name of Madam Rachel was Ooh. black <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I can pause for all of the oohs that we're going to get
0: uh, was It's not t- usually what follows Madam i <laughs> 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 <Well>, strap in <laughs> uh, Madam Biblical name
3: <laughs> Okay so Madam Rachel was blackmailing a woman called Mary Tucker Borodile uh, question: What do you think she could have been blackmailing her about? Don't worry, whatever you've dropped, it's fine. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, I imagine—I mean, you don't get yourself called Madame if you're not spanking a few people.
4: Yeah. <laughs> or, or, f- or Hannah, could it be that she was just merely French? Or is oh, that- she
1: could be French.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what is worse? Awesome. And I would venture that that Venn diagram <laughs> intersects quite a bit. <laughs> so you're both right. I think we've crossed the line <laughs> <laughs> to actual racism. Um, they don't get to be their own race. Come on. <laughs>
3: right. National, I don't, anyway. Right. I'm going <laughs> to move swiftly on. She was blackmailing her about money. Uh, so Mary Tucker Borrowdale owed Madame Rachel lots of money. Would anyone got any ideas as to how she could have racked up such a debt? Uh, what do we think Madam Rachel's job was? Agent. Agent! <laughs>
4: hey! yes. I love the interaction you have with your <laughs> life. It gives so many more layers. And it always comes back to agent, actually. Can I just say the answer is agent. Yeah, if you anyway. doubt,
3: agent. <laughs> yeah. Um, any so any move on
1: Agent. I still think she's like a dominatrix. Okay, so it's not a brothel. Madam. It's not a brothel. Uh, well, no. I don't know
0: how you'd owe your madam money. Okay,
3: I'm gonna tell you. Mm. Uh, madam Rachel was a beautician, and her nickname <laughs> was in fact the bu- the beautician
1: from hell. <laughs> Do not go to that beautician. <laughs> <laughs> Is
3: this in
4: like Lee Green in London, <laughs> or I just need to kind of place it to help uh, me.
3: Uh, I'll message you. No. OK, fine. Uh, so <laughs> we haven't guessed the eerie yet, but they, I mean, they say all PR is good PR. And she's <laughs> very good at Halloween makeup. But so Madam Rachel was actually blackmailing lots of women. But most of these women were too afraid to take Madam Rachel to court because it meant being exposed to ridicule and social humiliation. Forgetting beauty treatments. So, which leads me to ask, <laughs> what year do we think this is? 2019. Exactly. Well, no, that's not the right answer. Oh. But it fucking could be, right? Like, <laughs> well, no, that's not helpful. I mean, that's,
4: <laughs> what do you mean by that? So it's not that, but it could be. No. Could we have a clue?
3: Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I tell you what, I'll go you one better. I Thank will you. tell you. It is... <laughs> it is 1868 it is the victorian era
1: Ooh. i thought it might be actually i didn't know letterer <laughs> one so it's oh, it sounds like federer that's good anyway carry on um, victorian victorian
0: times yeah. so it's a shameful time to admit that your oh yes beehive is not yeah totally no, natural basically and fun
3: to know that the ritualised humiliation of women is indistinguishable to how we live today. <laughs> um,
0: but
4: Is that an add-on? Sorry to keep interrupting. Is that sorry. like a kind of rider bibliography? What does that mean, that last comment? Uh, so, to connect...
0: This I'm, is going to be so fun. Sorry.
4: <laughs> I just need to understand the assumptions of today and connecting with Victorian times. Um, but, uh, Hannah, throw something at me. <laughs> Can you just throw some light okay. on we're the just, connection? I think we're so being facetious. We're
3: just <laughs> some
4: so so I'll stop there then.
3: Some, so some of this is facts and some of it is Thank us you. making fun of the facts. And
4: conjecture in a humorous yes. way. Sorry.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: it's like Katie's trying to get a PhD and she's sitting on the panel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just need you to explain your thesis no, at this I point.
3: Won't, I won't... Um, but to, to, el- to, ele- to elaborate further on your point and your point, the context of <laughs> the Victorian era with regards to beauty is, um, it was considered very embarrassing to go to a beautician in the Victorian era because they had very strict rules on how women were supposed to behave, which is so unlike how <laughs> we are today. Um, the Victorians did have makeup. They had quite limited makeup. They had black cull for the eyes. They had red lipstick uh face powder but it was only really worn by and i quote i'm just gonna
0: turn what? the glasses for why why just because the lipstick stains just to, again
3: is it an an that, saw? that we're all wearing makeup yeah. okay oh
1: it's a so. point oh i love you god <laughs> you're really helpful <laughs> for that's a podcast good. that's really great one thanks yeah. <laughs> that is my <laughs> oh thank god thank god for taylor that is both distracting
3: <laughs> and <pointless>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's Anyway. Okay, so. <laughs> but, but, okay, so. Short of it, this is. The Victorians felt that makeup was only really worn by, and I quote, actresses, prostitutes, and loose women. So, cheers, yeah. Like, <laughs> no offense, everyone, but the Victorians think you're all a bunch of whores. <laughs>
2: oh no
3: (laughs) (laughs) so-called respectable women did not wear makeup and queen victoria herself was said to be disgusted by the idea of women wearing cosmetics Um, but at the same time there was also a massive pressure on women to look young and beautiful and all of that jazz. so far so familiar a catch-22 situation that most Mm. chicks are used to recognizing fun fact just real quick as well the case that we're going to be talking about famously exposed two things number one how much women are prepared to pay for makeup Mm. like the average housewife not the hose and um, (laughs) because there was a different such a distinguished difference and it also the second thing it exposed was shitloads of (laughs) anti-semitism just super fun case It's quite a
4: quick leap but i'm just slow (laughs) because i have had so many prosecco's but i take you i trust you all you're brilliant
3: okay crack on
1: crack on So, it's... Thank you, Detective Lederer. It's
3: 1968. Madam (laughs) Rachel is blackmailing women to keep the secret of their filthy, filthy vanity. 1968. 1868. 1868. Thank you. Thank God you're here. Yeah. Thank God you're here. Because I'm drunk.
4: (laughs) So, we're in 1868, right? Is that clear? Yes,
3: it's 1868. Wait, why... Because the audience
0: need to know. There's a confusion. We've...
3: I th- we're all, it's the victorian era that's all okay. we really need to i'm know.
0: so sorry but why is this unearthing anti-semitism i missed this Thank connection you. we will
3: get to that Basically, oh, okay. Madam, you're just, Madam, you're Madam just like sprinkling seeding some fairy it dust. she's seeding okay. it i love think. that mm. okay. anti-semitic stay, yep. stay fairy tuned dust. for the racism guys yeah, yeah. it's a random yeah. seed oh. okay No one's um, saying anything because they don't want the social humiliation and shame and being ruined. But Mary Tucker Borodale is different. She's the widow of an army colonel. She had enough of this shit. She bravely risks humiliation and she sues Madam Rachel for fraud and malpractice. Do we think this ends well for little Mary Tucker Borodale? No,
0: No, it does not. (laughs) 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 It's never good when Katie calls somebody little. (laughs) when lunch. she shrinks them that's the vulnerability <laughs> they're, they're shows. gone
3: so yes her reputation was ruined the newspapers and tabloids had an absolute field day with the story it ended up being such a big story that it was actually impossible for madam rachel to find a fair jury for her trial but before we talk more about that how did it come to this how did this victorian era hustler manage to exploit vanity for profits so successfully who is madam rachel is that even her real name? No, obviously not. We're going to take this back to the beginning. So her real name is Sarah Rachel Russell. Oh. Um, she was
4: born... Go on. We can... Sorry, no. Um, I was going to jump in. No, pass. Pass.
3: Move okay. on. <laughs> All right. No worries. No worries. Um, Might was... have been
4: anti-Semitic. That's why I paused. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
3: Good Good instincts. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm older than you. I have
4: them. Go.
3: (laughs) Okay. So Sarah Rachel Russell was born to a Jewish theatrical family in the East End of London around 1814. She grew up poor and was actually illiterate. Gets through a couple of husbands, they leave her, blah, blah, blah. None of that's important for our story. And then. Well, it was
4: probably quite relevant to her at the time, but just, that's just an aside. It's an aside.
3: I mean, she's We've got. We've all suffered. She's got baggage. But basically, she then lived with and took the surname of a man called Philip Leveson. They didn't marry, but he was the father of six of her children. So now she's Rachel Sarah
1: Leveson. Can you just take the surname of someone you're fucking? Uh, well Could you I mean that's like pretty full on, isn't it? <laughs> like <laughs> if you just got one Tinder date and you're like, I'm known as Hannah Smith now. <laughs> that is a lot.
3: But also I mean like <laughs> they had six kids together, so at some point there's gotta be a conversation. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? No, but and it are has are to be legal. No,
4: Hannah, sorry, I am a magistrate in my other life. Um and I can offer some legal input here. Um <laughs> Yes, you I magistrate? In? Yeah, no. Have oh, got a professional? Oh. No, I'm t- trying to uh, estimate irony five drinks down, which <laughs> is failing. Um, but um, I su- suggest and suspect that if you have sex with someone, you don't automatically take their surname. I mean, just a mm. thought. Anyway, crack on.
3: Okay, (laughs) no. Let the record show. That is noted. Uh, Right. So apparently, what she lacked in formal education, she more than made up for with street smarts. Now, initially, she had a fried fish and potato stall, which I think... (laughs) I love the way you talk.
4: I love it. It's so authoritative. And we're just cracking on with it. We're just accepting everything.
0: I love it. (laughs) I've just never heard a segue from like shit street smarts, exactly. fried fish and potatoes exactly. <laughs> so She knew what the people on the street
1: wanted. If she's doing fish and chips back in the eighteenth yeah. century no, though, like nineteenth 19th? 19th <laughs> century. Yeah.
3: Fish um, and chips is meant to be this <laughs> quintessentially British dish and it's not, it's actually an import. <laughs> um, but yeah. the audience have marked yeah. that. set your I, faces
1: to stun. Yeah. There's some more shit like that coming up. Are you I just imagine. gonna take that? <laughs>
3: So yeah. she had this stool, blah, 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 fried stuff. Um, <laughs> she wanted to do the more lucrative kind of beauty stuff. Um, and she So
4: there's a, sorry, I know I might be annoying. This is my no, last interruption. Never So no. there's a thing from you. fried stuff to beauty. Yeah. It's just quite it's seamless. It's you do the fried stuff and then you work into Brazilians and, and eye, yeah. eyebrows. Okay, fine. So it's just yeah. a point. No. Crack on. I'm not going to say another thing until no, we get Helen, to the, po- you to make the an question. No, I want point. the question. I'm so excited. It
3: is a leap, um, <laughs> and she knew it was a leap, and that is why she came up with a plan. Okay. Like the X Factor, she decided she needed a sob story <laughs> uh, to help her sell. Oh, I see. This funny. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, what do we think her sub story could have been?
0: <laughs>
1: Come on, you two. <laughs> right, you're a team. Sorry, what was she selling? What What's a soft story, Hannah?
0: Heads. I'm what just could picturing I... you at any any gig, like, oh yes, very good. Very <laughs>
3: good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did okay, there. So a little the callback, little sob callback, story didn't you? Was that she claimed that she'd been ill with a fever? and that her beautiful locks were shorn, a medical man told her he would give her a lotion which would not only make her hair grow back, but even more beautiful and luxurious than before. And of course the product worked, and ta-da, look at her luscious hair. So she lies that she's had all her hair cut off and it's grown back with amazing miracle hair lotion. Wow. Oh, wow. So do you think that that worked? Yes. Yes,
1: it did. <laughs> Wait, yes. so she was like, had the hair yeah. and then went home and then came back again and was like, it's all come back. Well, no, so she just literally, she, she set, set up a, a story. store with yeah. a load of
3: bottles of lotion. And she said like X amount of weeks ago,
0: I had no hair, yeah, but now it's yeah, yeah, all yeah, luscious yeah. and grown
3: back <sighs> by the lotion that does
0: this to your hair. I mean, you just sound like an infomercial <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. you speak. She was, she was an, an, the original. She, she was an early infomercial. Oh my God. She was like, this is how Rogaine got started. What's that? What's that thing you just Rogaine? Said? Yeah, what is that? Don't you have Rogaine
4: here? Well, um, I've lived regain? here for a few years. Regain? Do you call years. it Regain? Do you call what it, is it Oh,
0: like biscuits. <laughs> I don't know what Petrol. it is. Petrol. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell me when I hit on it. <laughs> Fish and the chips. boot of a car. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right worked so well that Sarah Leveson was launched into the beauty business and she swiftly became Madame Rachel with the help of her oldest daughter also named Rachel like get some (laughs) new fucking names (laughs) (laughs) Um, she wrote a pamphlet about beauty it was 24 pages but it could only be purchased Mm -hmm. exclusively at Madame Rachel's and she changed premises and she got a, a place in Bond Street
1: Wow yeah yeah, it
3: went so well so fun fact by the way as well in (laughs) the 19th century you guys like being bombarded with science right That's, (laughs) that's fun for everyone in the 19th century cosmetics were a lucrative growth business this is when Rimmel the company Rimmel was founded and the advent of daily newspapers and the increase in literacy meant that there were new ways to find uh, the masses, which with advertising. So although Madame Rachel had no formal education, she was a natural, apparently, when it came to marketing her products. So she had advertised all her exotic sounding stuff in publications like The Times of London mm-hmm. and The Court Journal and De Brett's Peerage, where her tug audience of wealthy women would see them and become intrigued. And she moved to Bond Street, blah, blah, blah. One of the things she did was she jacked up the prices. When she moved to Bond Street, she made it super expensive. For her products. Yeah. So she also made outlandish claims about who her other clientele were. Who do you think she claimed were clients? Oh, go on. You two know. You two.
1: <laughs> I bet you know. I mean, I'm very up on 19th century celebrities. So who was famous? I like, magician? Victoria, maybe? Queen Victoria, was um, she around?
3: Yes, she actually did claim <laughs> that uh, Victoria, even though Queen That's Victoria good. famously hates makeup. She's oh, that, was, again, my, that was my only guess. So Victorians were supposed to just, they weren't allowed, women weren't supposed to use makeup. They had to wash with soap and water and fresh air. They, to get beauty, <laughs> they had to, they weren't allowed. They were supposed to be exposed to fresh air, but not too much dancing because it gave an undignified flush to the cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the rules. There wow. was there was such a hostility to makeup that most women concocted their cosmetics at home using homemade recipes with ingredients such as arsenic. Oh
1: Whoa. no. Yeah. Oh. So arsenic um, again. Arsenic is bad. I'm going to name my first child arsenic.
3: But you see, Madam Rachel <laughs> you can
1: call them Nick do,
4: or Please, <laughs> can I just I have to just interrupt. Please, could you not do that, Hannah? <laughs>
1: Life okay. advice with it, Helen Lennara. Thanks. It,
4: thank trust you. me, I've been okay. there. Don't do that. Crack on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like you the way
4: you take charge. You're promoted. No, I, I, because I need to... Because there's so many sociological observations about society, but I'm trying to uh, get back to Rachel and her crime okay. and, and understand because you're also clever and I need to understand what happened okay. quite urgently.
3: So... <laughs> What it was, so basically all the women are at home making their own shitty makeup with arsenic, but Madame Rachel, she's got all this fancy stuff. You don't have to do make do with homemade arsenic. You can just have all her fancy stuff, but it costs shit loads of money. One of, the, uh, my, one of my favorite things that Madame Rachel did was uh, she claimed that she and her daughters were much older than they were as proof of how well her products worked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can you believe it? I'm 91. (laughs) (laughs) You're like 12. It's a miracle. (laughs) And oh, one of the sources that I read about this, by the way, like was so impressed with Madam Rachel that it like declared, oh, if she was alive today, she'd be the CEO of a company and a global advertising firm. (laughs) And honestly, my reaction to reading this was like, no, she wouldn't. (laughs) Like there's still way too much sexism. She'd like some fucking bro would steal her... Idea, and then mansplain it back to her, and then be like, "I thought women
0: actually—I thought that was the one industry that women were allowed to sort of maybe be dominant." You mean,
3: yeah, Mm -hmm. women are allowed to do women stuff. Yeah, so women would arrive at Madame Rachel's. (laughs) I
0: wear Madame Rachel for that brothel look.
3: (laughs) 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 There is a certain look, actually. (laughs) My Um, cheeks are flushed, like I've just seen a client. (laughs) So they would arrive heavily veiled so that no one would know that they were getting beauty done. And then they were surrounded by luxury. There was all like incense and stuff. Incest? No. Incense. Hannah, focus. Coming
1: out. Like, okay, sorry, sorry. It's a trigger word.
3: Her milkshake brought all the chicks to the secret yard. And she did house calls for extra discretion. At this point, she's making bank. What high-status things do we think she might have bought or spent her money on? Did she
0: grind up gold, Um, dust? um, Did she get a horse and
3: carriage? Yes, she bought two horses, plural. Whoa. Uh, And she had a box in Covent Garden. Started sending her kids to go to school to have the education that she never had. So one of her sons was like at medical college. I know, right? Nice mum, Team Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, one of her sons was studying to be a doctor in London. The others are in Paris. Uh, right. What about all the Rachels? Did she send the little Rachels to school? Well, I think the oldest Rachel is having to help her. She's missed the boat for education.
0: Um, but anyway, the Old 90-year-old treat- Rachel with the amazing skin exactly. doesn't need an education. Do
3: you want to hear about the treatments? Yes. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> she offered an array of treatments, luxurious, with with luxurious and exotic names, Um I'm just gonna read you a list of some of the treatments now. Rejuvenating Jordan water, which sold for 10 to 20 guineas a bottle, which is about a thousand pounds today. And she told everyone that it was water from the river Jordan in Israel, which frankly, you cannot disprove. <laughs> 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 she had Circassian golden hair wash, i actually sorry
4: what is Circassian? Sorry, i ju- i can't let that pass okay
3: a, a longer so I word <laughs> i just you know need what? a
4: clarification
3: luckily i anticipated this and i googled it
1: <laughs> oh, um,
3: and so secacia was a place eventually taken over by russia and famous for its beautiful women who were supposed to make great concubines in the ottoman empire there's more to it than that so but it's russian
4: a russian thing quite, about yeah hair. they
3: basically ended up there's loads of poetry and art about these women because they were so good at boning and they were so pretty. So why wouldn't you want their hair? They're really good at fucking. Like, <laughs> that's all That's all. It's
1: kind them. of all we ever want, isn't it really? Yeah.
3: Wouldn't to be like the best concubine? <laughs> yep. um, so one of the other things, there was magnetic rock dew for removing wrinkles. And you're right not to laugh at that because that one is actually allegedly from the Sahara Desert. That's what that's famous for, the water and its rocks. And are
4: they effective? Uh,
3: well, do you know what? They, most of them are just water and bran, it turns oh, out. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but there was Royal Arabian face cream. There was honey of Mount Hyametus, which is this mountain range in Greece that had this amazing honey. I don't even think that one sounds that mad because we're all obsessed with Manuka honey now. Um, I think a lot of these people would still fucking buy today. Exactly. Um, like there's oils and spices. There was one actually that was the most sought after treatment. So it's something she called enamelling, which doesn't sound good. It cost 20 guineas, one to two grand today. Whoa. Uh, people wanted a white porcelain complexion like (gasps) Queen Elizabeth. Uh, but they wanted it not just on the face they wanted the bosom and the shoulders the too. bosom bosom yeah, it's called the bosom you guys look it up <laughs> um, is that like the bosom I yeah. thought it was bosom <laughs>
1: okay I mean I've never heard bosom
4: actually bosom I'm just gonna be so anal just cause I'm drunk but I'm gonna fucking do it I am just going to be really boring and pedantic and left field that people will be quiet when I say the thing because it doesn't connect, which is my thing, which is Bosom is a place in Chichester, which is a sailing town. And I'm just saying that, okay? And I'm just saying that as a point because I'm here once.
3: Okay, you would have a, regretted that. If you have got a huge reaction. I think some of them are in.
4: Sometimes I play to the audience.
3: Okay. Um basically she used various lotions to remove facial hair, <laughs> and then an alkaline toilet wash, and then she'd fill in the lines and depressions of the face Wait, with a alkaline thick paste. toilet wash? I know, no further questions. And then <laughs> there was a little powder to set the pace, and then a touch of blush, and then hubba hubba, porcelain face. So question, do we think mm. that she stayed in Helene or branched out of beauty?
1: Fucking hell, like fish and <laughs> chips, beauty. <laughs> Like what does she, uh, Did she like open a prison or something? Real like where estate. does she go from there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: She gets a side hustle as a marriage broker. Ooh. Uh, so lonely widows and spinsters would come to her uh, for treatments. And then she would like start trying to pretend that she could set them up. Oh, she's like Tinder. Dudes, yeah. Oh my God. She saw <laughs> a lot of holes in the market. So what did
4: you both just say with the last point? <laughs> what was the thing that we've agreed? No,
1: because so I'm she's behind. Starting like a, she's so she's starting like she's, a dating agency. She's got agency. a side
3: hustle as a dating agency. She's dating. Thank you. Agency. And she was accused of something slightly kinky. I won't get you to guess it. I will just tell you what it is. Can we guess it? Go Can on I guess I Is know. it
1: mm. butt stuff? <laughs> I just love that expression, butt stuff. No. Just I the mean, expression.
0: Was it a woman having an orgasm?
4: Oh, that's a bit old fashioned, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> She but I know. like your clarity, though, because that brings us back to the answer, probably, does it?
3: I mean, in a way, she <laughs> would encourage her clients to have an Arabian birth and then men would pay money to spy on them through a peephole.
1: Oh, oh, oh my God. Love me a
3: peephole. Her most profitable side hustle was blackmail. What, um, right. well, blackmail or Going blackmail?
4: To sorry,
0: sorry. No, because I went from the peephole. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that's fine. You're in genres. It's fine. These are all genres. It's fine.
3: Blackmail. So, yeah. Basically, her treatments cost a fortune. The upper class clients ended up in debt up to their eyeballs. Um, I'm afraid I have to give you a tiny little fun bit of history. Until the Married Women's Property Act in 1882, a married woman had no money of her own unless she had a forward-thinking daddy that specified in her dowry that she was to have an income. So just to clarify, he has to be forward thinking to put that in a dowry, but still want to sell her as chattel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So he's like,
3: I've tried sushi and here is the dowry when I sell my daughter (laughs) as if she were property. Anyway, I um, love the way you connect like epochs. (laughs) Crack on. Thank you.
1: Are you a reviewer? I feel like
4: I'm just keen to learn (laughs) about the young generation of feminism wave three. I love it. I love it. No, it's sincere. Crack on.
1: Um, When you have to say it's sincere, (laughs) I'm not sure. I really like your dress. It's sincere.
4: (laughs) No, (laughs) Hannah, well documented. And three to you. Crack on.
3: (laughs) <laughs> so basically hashtag not all men did dowries with pin money and they would get in loads of debt and then they would sell jewelry and she would take to the pawn shop and then she was making all this money because she's got middle class school fees to pay it's a nightmare. They were too afraid to take her to court because it meant being exposed to ridicule uh, but then somebody takes her to court that's how we started this case. Mary! Mary Tucker Borrowdale <laughs> and then I
0: never forgot her <laughs> Sure, so we had adventures.
3: <laughs> so, Madam... We had
0: segues, but I never forgot Mary.
3: Good, good for you. Um, so she started off getting beauty treatments, and then Madam Rachel was going to set her up with this guy, and they, she was writing letters exclusively through her, which is a red flag. Don't shit
0: where you facial. Yeah. Uh,
3: but it was all lies. And then this woman sold out her pension. She's fucked. And then um, basically the newspapers had a field day with the story because it was so embarrassing for Mary Tucker Borodale because she thought she was corresponding with this Viscount and he was like a notorious rake and he'd never even heard of her. And so it was like super massive tabloid fodder, but also really this is when all the anti-Semitism came out because Madam Rachel, was Jewish, and so they started publishing all these like very offensive cartoons and mm. just apps like all the best things about England <laughs> came out so different to how we live today but it's so, as um, I was saying, it's so
4: timely everything chimes, everything chimes, um, yes. <laughs> No, because um because you're used yeah. to doing this because you're used to solving crimes. My problem is I um can't concentrate on the detail, and by the time I come back into my consciousness, um a lot's happened and, and I'm
1: lost. It's like basically it's help me, Hannah. It's like it's fish and chips. Right. It's anti-Semitism. Thank you. It's lipstick
3: got it there you go, that's, there what you we're go. Doing. <laughs> that's all i need to know this podcast could have been two seconds long <laughs> <laughs> but basically so it's really hard to get a fair trial but they went through two trials and she uh got convicted uh she was supposed to do five years but she only did three and then she gets out of prison do you think she does the same thing again
0: yes <laughs> actually
3: yeah 10 years later she gets convicted again don't
0: Um, isn't that the weirdest thing
4: about that no because it was uh, was somebody you know when people say a quote sorry to because you're coming to the denouement and I just got to do this thing but I know I'll forget the quote because I'm drunk but was it Einstein it could have been but you're so clever you'll correct me that said that madness is doing the same thing over and over again and thinking you'll get the same result Uh, was it Einstein so I I understand madness oddly (laughs) so is that the same thing that's happened Um, here
3: yeah so basically she does it all again um and this time she gets sent basically she dies in prison in 1880
1: (laughs) oh my god if i ever have an autobiography written i don't want it to be by katie it's like she got married six times whatever fucking out and then she died in prison
0: that's the end of the crime we saw oh jeez. That was abrupt. That was abrupt and sad. So now we have. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline.
3: (laughs) Oh, actually, some of the products were analyzed and found to contain nothing more than water, full as earth, pearl ash, starch, and hydrochloric acid.
4: I'm cross now. Are you guys cross?
1: Are you cross? Fuming.
3: (laughs) I am fuming
1: as well.
3: Helen Lederer is fuming.
1: <laughs> um, Katie, listen to crime? Yes. We've Ooh. got one from the audience. Oh, we have. Is the, um, is the person who has a Star Wars based crime here? Yes. Yay. Do they want to come up and share it with us? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> on. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a nerd coming down. <laughs> okay. Hey, Star Wars is mainstream. <laughs> Hello, nerd. Thank you. Not.
3: It's mainstream, oh, it's Hannah.
5: So rude.
1: <laughs> I
3: apologise for Hannah's rudeness.
5: So um, my crime I wrote down was: who were the rotten shits
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: who broke into our family car when we were camping and stole my Star Wars toys in 1983?
3: Oh, they were the really expensive and ones.
5: Were they the same rotten shits? <laughs> who'd been throwing stones at my dad the previous day when he put the tent up.
3: Oh, my God. Where did you go camping? Edinburgh. (laughs) Wow.
5: I know.
1: That, like...
3: What time of year?
4: Somebody in the audience has just said, what time of year? Like, that's relevant.
5: (laughs) I suspect it was summer, because I would have been at school. So, yeah, so they broke in, and they stole all our toys, and then... The next day, the police kind of knocked on the tent, which isn't easy to do. So, and they said, oh, th- "I think your car's been, <laughs> your car's been broken into." Oh man! And um, yeah, they're taking none of any of my other family stuff, just my Star Wars oh, toys. Oh
0: man! So
3: and
5: then so we so dro- we... you
0: went camping with your family yeah. and you brought all your Star Wars gear, yeah. but you left it in the car.
5: Yeah, because there's no room in the tent. Cause and that was family safe in the, tent. Oh. the
3: car has
0: locks. Um,
3: it was yeah, a vo- it was a, That was the most. It was a Vauxhall place. Cavalier.
5: <laughs> Irrelevant detail.
3: So, the, so these boys are suspects because they would enjoy these toys. So too. my dad
5: was putting the tent up the previous day. Yeah. And um, the yeah, they, he was. They were throwing stones at him. And so. did your
3: family go stop throwing stones?
5: I think my dad told them to fuck off.
3: Right. <laughs> wh-
5: did, which did... may explain why they came back to burgle the car. <laughs> Just a theory.
3: Did they fuck off when he told them to? I think so. Yeah. Okay, but they came back with a vendetta. I think they came back
5: in the dead of night. So (laughs) we we drove home because that was like the end of our holiday, and then we stopped off at a service station, and this woman said to my parents, "Why is he so sad?" And (laughs) and they they (laughs) explained, and she gave me twenty pence.
3: (laughs) Ah. Thanks. And did that help?
5: (laughs) It didn't replace the toys.
3: No. Um,
4: Who who gave you the twenty pence? Sorry.
5: A woman in a service station. Random oh, woman yeah. in a service I've heard station. the, I've heard the story. That's so lovely.
3: Wait, when they broke into the car, did they smash a window? Or
1: did yeah, they, they smashed just...
5: one of the back windows, yeah.
1: Wow. Also, I don't want to sort of like rub salt in the wound, but they would be worth so much. Like all those Star Wars toys right yeah, now. I know. Uh, Trust
5: me, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure a, a bottle of Prosecco will take away the... Oh. <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs>
1: Thank you so Thank much.
5: You
0: Here's what I know. They weren't Edinburgh natives, nay. Edinburgh is full of wonderful people, and we will be doing The Fringe <laughs> this August. And I know them to be a gentle, accepting sort who would never steal something that precious. No, these were outsiders, probably probably English.
3: Good. But good PR, thanks, Taylor. (laughs) Um, So, before we end the podcast, Helen, is there anything that you would like to plug? Well, I'm
4: I'm not got to rush off for a gig, alas. I'm going to just be hunkering down in the bar. Hopefully, if anyone else wants a group around, Um, (laughs) but um, uh, God, I'm drunk. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So, um, so I forget. (laughs) It's that PR in there. Uh, Yes. My mind travels. Um, (laughs) I've set up a Comedy Women in Print prize. Uh, I was in August uh, in Edinburgh last year, where you're going this year, and to great acclaim. Went back to stand-up after 500 years break. Uh, Rachel and I were probably in the Victorian era. (laughs) era. Um, So... Uh, comedy Women in Print is a prize to celebrate co- Comedy Women in Fiction So we have all sorts of things And then we're going to develop it It's doing my head in um, But it <laughs> exists and it's quite posh And some people are being quite excited about
1: awesome. it Awesome Yeah, thank you. It sounds amazing it sounds That's amazing. what I've done, I can't do anything else
4: Just
2: that
3: Helen Lederer Helen thank you so much Thank
0: you amazing
3: Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman music by The Lion and the Wolf if you would like to you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter on Facebook and Insta we are Drunk Women Solving Crime and please review us on Apple Podcasts and also if you have a crime that you would like us to solve write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well, thank you to AKES and thank you for listening
2: bye